Recording in progress. Hello and welcome again to UK Property Tips. This is Charles Kelly and this is going out on, on Zoom but it's also going out on YouTube on Charles Kelly Money Tips podcast and it will be all over the place anyway so you can catch up wherever you are. Uh, I'm a little bit late today because uh, I've been attending one of my properties where I had a leak last night. I don't know why all these leaks and problems always happen on a Friday night or a weekend or a bank holiday or Christmas even. Uh, there's always problems and I, I got it sorted out but fortunately I have uh, British gas cover. I have in, insurance as well. So I have the British gas landlords cover and I also added plumbing and heating and uh, leaks and that sort of thing to it. It doesn't cost that much but it, it it's, I don't know, the premiums I've paid I probably could have used those premiums to get somebody out anyway, but it gives you peace of mind knowing that you can call someone on an, on an evening, like at, at night, in this case, it the, the tenant rang me at about nine o'clock at night and you can get somebody to come out, whereas my normal plumber and the normal guys wouldn't come out. You wouldn't even catch them at the weekend. He's out fishing, playing golf or whatever. So I, I always have that and for boiler cover as well. So whether you do that or not some landlords don't worry about it they prefer to have their own guys doing it or they've got their own team but I, I i quite like the british gas cover and and also they do remind you every year when the uh, gas safety check is is due whereas a lot of independent plumbers don't have that system they they forget you know they just don't remind you my normal plumber he, he never reminds me of anything and, and if i don't ring him he won't ring me he's very very busy but he's very good so anyway, I got the leak sorted out. I had to go back again this morning. Um, there's, I mean, I think you need a certain temperament to, to be a landlord because, you know, that, that sort of thing could drive some people crazy. You know, they, oh, I've had all this hassle. But really what it involved was a few phone calls. Yes, it disrupted my Friday evening. A few phone calls, a couple of visits, um, make sure the tenant's okay. We had to put a bucket under the leak in his room and um fortunately i had a spare mattress because it went on his bed uh, but yeah it was a bit of hassle and this morning i've had an hour or so but when you think about it compared to going to work for 40 hours a week and traveling into to work and all the hassle that goes with work it's nothing like that is it it's it's a few hours a month of stuff to do so i, I think you need a certain temperament a lot of people can't stand it oh, i couldn't be a landlord I, I don't want all the hassle of it I don't want to get phone calls and that sort of thing. But, you know, if you can take that kind of thing in your stride, it's a good way of investing your money. Now, I know a lot of people who've got quite a lot of money in the bank, hundreds of thousands of pounds in the bank that could easily be put into a single let property fully managed, but they won't do it. You know, they'd rather earn almost zero on their money in, in the bank and then put it into something where they could earn three, four, five percent uh, return on on the money yeah i know it's a bit of a risk i know it's a bit of hassle but some people just won't do it it's not not for everyone in other words uh, but bear in mind if your money is in the bank you're not just earning zero really you're earning nothing you're actually losing money because inflation is now running at close to 10 percent uh, the official figures are nine nine ish but we know that inflation is higher than that so your money is losing spending power at at least 10% a year, I'd say. All right, so you might be earning a bit on your money. Call it 8%, call it 9%. That's still a lot of money to be losing uh, every every year, right? Um, so just, just think about just, just think about that. You, you know, you're losing money every year. You know, probably 
seven or eight years, the value of your money is halved in, in value in terms of spending power by leaving it in the bank. And I, I know people, I know um, retired people that face the prospect of running out of money because their money is not earning any money in, in the bank. And the bank haven't even put up the interest rate since the last uh, five interest rate rises. They haven't put up their interest rates uh, to give them a bit more return on their savings. They have to come move it around and go to this account or go to that account. And some people can't be bothered. And they know that. So they're, they're getting free money here. It's just, it's horrendous. I know low interest rates have been good for borrowers, but for, for savers and retired people, it's been a disaster that they've fallen behind. And you know, for people retiring now and, and getting an annuity, the rates are really poor. Whereas if they took that money out and put it into a, a property, they, they could be earning more money. But obviously that carries more risk and you know, you've got repairs to do and that sort of thing. Uh, but it's, it's you've got to have the right mindset to be to be into property. But I think if you if you have the right attitude and you have the right temperament and mindset, property, I think, is still one of the best investments out there uh, for the long term. And, you know, it, it's certainly less risky than, say, putting your money into stock markets and commodities and that sort of thing. Yes, if you understand the stock market, if you can trade on the currency market, if you understand gold and silver and when to buy, go, go, go for it. But yeah, keep a bit of money in gold and silver. That's fine. Uh, if you want to invest in the stock market and you understand it, that's also fine. It's, it can be passive income as well. Uh, but property for me has been a way of building up capital. You can leverage, you can borrow money to buy property. You can't really do that to buy stocks and shares and you know that sort of thing not not easily anyway so it, it's always been a good investment for me and for, certainly for people sitting on a lot of cash <clears throat> there's ways they could earn more money on that in property and I talk to people about that in my you know for my private clients for people who consult me and uh, you know on, on how to build their wealth and that sort of thing and I wanted to talk today about buying property and selling at auction uh, you see a lot of things on, on under the hammer on these programs on TV uh, but a lot of people don't really understand it fully. Uh, but So I wanted to go through some key things you might want to consider before you go and buy something at auction or before you can put your property in, in an auction. First of all, um, do you know the difference between buying at auction and buying through traditional estate agents, sometimes called sale by private treaty? Um, and these are the, the ways you would sell in a traditional estate agent on the high street. Well, let me just run through it quickly. If you buy uh, through an estate agent in the high street. Typically, you'd go in there and you'd say, I want to buy this property. They'd say, what do you want to offer? And you say, well, I'll offer, I mean, let's say the property was half a million and you said, well, I'll offer 450. And then the agent goes back to the vendor and the vendor says, no, tell him to bugger off. I'm not paying let's say, for 450. And then eventually you might meet somewhere in the middle. Let's say you settled on 480,000 pounds after a bit of to-in and fro-in with the vendor. And, you know, you then go off and say, right, I'll, I'll go and get my mortgage done and get a survey done and get the legal things done. So you go then and structure your solicitor and the solicitor then calls for all the paperwork. And then um, that if, if you had cash, that could still take four weeks or so to, to, to sort out all the inquiries and the pre-contract inquiries. Then you've got to get a survey. If you're arranging a mortgage, you, you might have a, a pre-arranged mortgage in principle, but you still got to get the survey done. <clears throat> that's going to take three, four weeks sometimes uh, to get that organized and get your offer out, assuming there's no problem with the survey. But then in this time, you might then find something wrong with the property. The surveyor says, well, there's a crack down this wall or there's um, 
damp and, and that needs to be investigated. So you might have to go back to the vendor and then say, well, look, there's a problem here. Um, I feel that I, I should get some money off of this property because all the windows are rotten, there's damp, and there's a crack, you know, whatever. Roof needs replacing. You could go back and renegotiate with the vendor. The, the surveyor could also downvalue the property. You're buying it for 480, but the surveyor could say, no, it's only worth 450 because a few around the corner sold for that. And then the vendors, no, they were in, but they didn't, they weren't as big as my property. They didn't have an extension. You could argue about this. And at the end of the day, it could go on for weeks. It could go on for a couple of months, right? Then there could be a chain. You're saying, well, I can't buy your property because someone is buying my property and their mortgage has been held up. And then at the end of the day, after five, six months, maybe, the whole thing could crash down because one of the people in the chain changes their mind um, and, you know, the, the sale falls through because the chain is broken and then, well, the vendor can change their mind. You know, you can change your mind. Just say, I don't want it anymore. So that's the, the traditional way of buying and selling in, in, in England and Wales. Scotland have a slightly different system. Um, now, it's, it's not a bad system. It actually gives people time to consider. So when they, they put their offer in and it's accepted, they've got time to, to consider. They've got time to do the legal work. They've got time to do the surveys and that sort of thing. And if their circumstances change, they, are, they can back out right up to the point at which the, the solicitors do something called exchanging contracts. When you sign the contract and you exchange contracts, which is done on the phone, say, right, we are exchanging contracts. Completion will take place in 28 days. Then you're committed. Then you have to buy. Then if you back out, the uh, the vendor can keep your deposit. Normally, exchange of contracts will be done with a 5 or 10% deposit. The vendor can keep the deposit and even sue you for the difference as well and charge you interest for not completing, failing to complete. Um, so you... That gives you time to get all your ducks in a row. But when you're buying through an, a, a, an auction, it's completely different. When you go into a room and bid on the property and your bid is accepted by the auctioneer and, you know, they go around. So will you set 450, 450, 460, 470, 480, 480. Then you're the, the last man, 480. And then they look around. No, don't want it. Right. 480 to the man in the corner. Your bid's accepted. You have then legally legally and bindingly exchange contracts at that point you know the other ways you go for all this paperwork but no you've exchanged contracts and you have to complete within the specified time which is normally 28 days so it's a bit like the reverse order you have to get all your ducks in a row before you go to bid you have to get your finance arranged you have to read the legal pack you have to organize a survey and viewings and then make sure that you really want that property before you bid the auctioneers would do usually require a deposit from you before you bid. Not all auctioneers do. Some you, sometimes you can walk in a room and bid without them even checking you out. But most now, even if it's online, would ask you for a credit card or, or some form of deposit so that you don't kind of disappear after putting your hand up. So, um, and you're not going to buy a property by scratching your head, by the way. That's a myth. You know, you put your, scratch your head and you bought a half a million pound property. No, they, they would normally know who's bidding in the room auctioneers are not stupid you know they just because someone goes like that it doesn't mean or they they wave to their friend it doesn't mean you know you, you've accepted that you've bought a property uh in in theory anyway but normally you would get all your your homework done before um so that's the question to ask have you done your homework have you got your finances ready have you um, done a survey are you able to complete within the specified time 28 days of the hammer going down um have you got your deposit in order? Because you, you'd need the deposit on the day 
whether you've lodged that previously or you've got a draft or a check or something, you need to have that deposit there ready to pay on the day to secure the property. If you're bidding online or at a physical auction, um, have you registered to bid? Because some, some auction is required to be registered to bid so that you can't, if you walk into a room and decide you want that property, no, you would have to go through a registration process, maybe some money laundering check so they know who you are. Most of them require that now. I have been into auctions where I put my hand up and they would have accepted my offer, but I was outbid uh, without any registration. But I think most of them now do require something. Certainly the online people do require a credit card uh, payment or a, a hold of a, a payment up front. Um, and, you know, it, so you've got to be registered to bid. <clears throat> have you registered the legal pack? Have you read the legal pack? Have you got your solicitor to check out the legal pack? Because in a traditional way, buying through an estate agent, the, the solicitor then requests the legal pack. But if you're selling in an auction, you have to provide all of that up front so people can read that themselves or then get their solicitor. So it's all done in reverse. You do all the checks first and then you put your bid and then you bought it. So really, you've got to do all your, your due diligence at an auction. Um, you know, why do you want to buy this property? You know, do you, are you trying to do it up and sell it, buy, refurbish, and or you're, you're going to buy, refurbish, and finance? Are you trying to flip it, or are you buying it to live in? Increasingly, a lot of people buy auction properties to live in. Uh, so you've got to get your strategy right. And, you know, consider then why the property's been sold at auction. Why has this property been sold? Is it been sold because there's a problem with it? Is it being sold because there's structural problems? Or is there a genuine reason why it's been sold like, it's a death in the family, it's a probate sale, or is it um, a housing association that's selling off five or six properties in the area? That would be more of a, a genuine normal reason for selling. Other reasons could be there's a problem with it. There's a problem with the lease. There's a problem with a tenant. There's a sitting tenant. There's um, structural problems. There's a massive amount of repairs to be done, and, and you normally wouldn't buy that um, through through the normal estate agent. It could be above a shop, a retail premises, a fish and chip shop, where you might have trouble getting a mortgage on it. So they decide, let's just put it in the auction. It could be a commercial property. It could be a semi-commercial. It could be uh, a property with a defective title, a defective lease, or um, a property where, you know, you're just buying the freehold and, and the, the, the other flats in the building are all on long leases. Or it could be a bit of both, you know. So there's all sorts of reasons. You've got to find out what the reason is this, why this property is being sold at auction and, and, and if it's for you. If it's a straightforward sale and, you know, the, the auctioneers are just selling it because the housing association or the police authority are selling off that property, that's a normal sale. So you wouldn't expect there to be, to be a defective title or, or problem with it. But a lot of dealers and a lot of uh, investors will buy a property with, with a problem like a structural, like a defective title, they know they can sort that out later on and then add value to the property by getting it sorted out. Another reason for selling a property at auction is short leases. I, I've seen properties with a five-year lease in Knightsbridge, um, but generally 40, 50, 60, 70 years, shortish lease, difficult to get a mortgage on it, not impossible. So they put it in at the auction, you buy it, you then extend the lease, you've, you've got an uplift there, you've added value to it. But then you've got to check how much will it cost us to extend the lease. No point in doing it if it's going to cost 100000 to extend the lease and it's you're no better off than if you just bought one with a long lease. So you've got to look at all these things. Now, Open House, we, at my estate agent, we also do auctions as well. Um, that, that's the company, 
open house South Hearts. We, we, we also cover auction properties. We've got auction properties right now with short leases above a shop, different reasons. Uh, they need a fast sale. Um, and, and we've got those on our Facebook page, which is Open House South Hearts. We can also sell your property at auction with no fees to the vendor. Now that brings me on to this point. There are two types of auctions in general. There's a traditional auction, traditionally done in the room, uh, increasingly now jointly with online and in the room. But then there's what's called a modern auction, which is a slightly different process. With a modern auction, it's online and the bidding is taking place during the, the auction period. So instead of waiting until the final, till the day of the auction, then you can bid, you can bid on a modern auction property at any time. But you've got to be make sure that when you bid, you're ready, because if your offer is accepted during that, that period, you, you're then committed to buy. So a modern auction is a bit like, I don't know, if you think of an eBay where you can bid and bid and bid, um, on, on an item you're not waiting for the final auction day you can bid during the period up to the, the auction day so with a modern auction you might have an auction day which is <clears throat> 1st of July but in the time between now and the 1st of July you can you can bid immediately and the, the vendor could accept your bid the vendor might say well I'm happy with that bid I want it now I want to secure it then you, you would be committed to buy by that time you would have already put your credit card up as well now, modern auctions normally require that the, the, the buyer pays the fees, which can be 1%, 2%, Up north, it could be 2 or 3% because the properties are cheaper up there. And the vendor does not pay any fees. Now, this can be negotiated, of course, but it's a way that the vendor can sell the property with no fees. Um, so if you wanted to sell your property fast, get it out there quick, none of this messing around for months and months, and you, you can secure the sale when the hammer goes down, the modern auction might be... Uh, something that you you might consider if you want a fast sale or just a sale that you know that once it's sold it's sold it's not sold in the traditional way like the estate agent puts it up on the board sold by so and so and so and so company but then it's not really sold then you find the sold sign comes down because a few months later the wholesale has fallen through but with a, with an auction a modern auction you you know that once the bid is accepted you know 99% of the time that is sold that no one's going to back out so you might want to consider that if you are thinking about um, selling your property and you want a, a sale done straight away and and you know that that's it at the end of it um, uh, now what are the pros and cons well the pros and cons are well the, the pros are that you would sell it faster and you know that once it's sold it's done and dusted it's not going to fall out of bed the cons are you might not get the price you want but sometimes in an auction you get more than you think you would get if it's a you know you, you 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 can often find that people go mad for a property and bid it far higher than it's actually worth you know so you never know uh, but if you want to, to sell your property auction get in get in touch with me charles kelly open house you can find me at um charles.kelly at open house so no, charles.kelly at localagent.co.uk we're part of a national franchise the open house estate agency network so we've got offices all over the country we've got a really good backup system if you want to sell it to the traditional way we're doing a special offer 1250 pound flat fee uh, which is, is is very competitive because where, where i'm operating in watford Wood, elstree radlett properties could be several million pounds you know five million pound property even a one percent fee would cost you fifty thousand pounds in fees i can sell it for 1250 pounds still do the viewing still do all the traditional stuff still put it on zoopla and right move 
and take care of everything right through to the end of the sale, you know, it would would, would save you, you know, 49, you know, 48,000 pounds in fees. And that 50,000 pound might be VAT added. So 50,000 pound, 1% fee plus VAT would, would come out at 60,000 pounds. I could, I could do it for 1,250 pound all in, 1,250 pounds all in. But if you want to sell at auction, no fees for the vendor, we, we can also look at that as well. Have a look at our Facebook page, which is Open House South Hearts on, on Facebook. You can find it. You can also find it at openhousesouthhearts.com. Uh, so I hope, hope you found that useful. Uh, with, with auctions, I think that the question is, if you're buying, then buyer beware is the, is the, the watchword because you, know, you, you can't say, oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't read the legal pack. No, you, you're buying it. Um, for a seller, I, I, I've sold property at auction. I think it's great because it's so much easier. You don't get this messing around with people, um, you know, during the process and you've exchanged, you complete, that's it. You know, even my solicitor, he loves selling property at auction. The contract is so much easier and more straightforward, you know, with, with selling the traditional way, even up to the, the point of exchange, even up to the point of completion, you can still get people messing you around and failing to complete and that sort of, anyway, I won't go for all of that. Have a great uh, day wherever you are. I don't know when you're watching this, but you know if you're watching this at the weekend, we normally go out on a Saturday morning. Have a great weekend. Um, you know, bear in mind uh, we've had a lot of turmoil in the property market at, 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 at the moment with uh, the government imposing things on us and, and now raising interest rates. But I don't think it's as bad as people make out. Certainly, if um, a socialist government got in, I think it could be a lot worse. We'd see a lot more restrictions on landlords. And, you know, if it was liberals, they'd propose a wealth tax on people just taxing because of your wealth. Like, let's levy a 5% tax on your wealth, including your property, including your goods and chattels. That's not a great system, is it? So whatever the, the current government is doing, I, I think it could be a lot worse if you go down the socialist route where they're calling for, you know, landlords to be strung up and all properties to be in, in, in the government hands and that sort of stuff. So... That, that's a bit scary, but I don't think that's going to happen. They need private landlords. They need investors to build properties. They need property companies to build and refurbish and bring properties back to life, convert commercials into, in, you know, they need commercials to, uh, to you know, private developers to, to develop commercials into flats and that sort of thing. So we'll still be around for a long time. So get in touch with us if you want to sell your property cheaply, £250 or no fees if you sell it through our auction system. So get in touch with us, openhouse.com, openhousesouthhearts.com or check out our Facebook page, Open House South Hearts. That's H-E-R-T-S. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye for now. Record.